All right, let's get started. Uh, welcome, uh, anybody that's listening. Welcome, all you new listeners. Uh, welcome to anybody that's out there in the podcast uh, atmosphere in the podcast world. Uh, thank you for giving us a listen at uh, Prime Time Thoughts. Uh, today, I have my two uh, brothers with me, my two Pike brothers with me. Uh, I have uh, Trey Johnson. Say what's up, my man. And then I also have uh, my other big bro, uh, Brandon Ghost Fog. How's everybody doing? All right. uh, Thank you for joining the podcast, fellas, with me today. I know it was uh, last minute, but I I just thought of this idea. I was like, I can't. uh, I, you guys, they were on a previous episode. I can't remember the episode number right now. Uh, but it was uh, it was mostly about the college football uh, college football season and us giving us predictions and stuff. And that was a great episode. Every, uh, we got a lot of uh, listens and likes that episode. And uh, everybody loved you guys that episode. So I was like, all right, let's come back and let's bring the same energy. And we're, uh, we're going to be basically talking about the NBA. Uh, we're going to be talking about Zion Williamson and the Zion Williamson effect that the Pelicans have right now. We're going to be talking about the NBA uh, starters. Uh, do you think that's the rightful starters? Do you think who you think got snubbed and who you think should be on the all-star bench? Um, and then I know there was one more thing I said that we will be talking about. Uh, Super Bowl. Oh, the Super Bowl matchup. And we're going to be talking about a Super Bowl matchup. We're going to be uh, looking at all the offense, the defensive matchups. We're going to say who who is our picks and then... Uh, yeah, and off right there. So uh, let's let's start off with the Zion effect. Um, I'm just gonna be throwing out some numbers real quick for you fellas, so that way uh, that way every, everyone else knows as well. So in two games, Zion Williamson has 18.5 points per game. He has 6.5 rebounds per game. He's shooting 75% from the field uh, on the court. Which he's only been on the court for 39, 39 minutes. He has a plus nineteen, and then off the court, he's he's been off the court for fifty seven minutes. Uh, it's been a negative thirty. So uh, we'll st- we'll start off with Trey. What do you, how do you think uh, the Zion effect is uh, going around? The Zion hype. Well, well personally, I can see the, the Zion hype firsthand because it allowed my parents to be on national television. Maybe the second or third time in the season. So, the time where he scored is really exciting to see. They kind of showed you a kind of just the same thing. There's some highlight plays against the Nuggets as well. Um, I mean, the hype for me, I think, is definitely real. Um, honestly, the one thing that is disappointing to see is the regression that Brandon Ingram has taken. Uh, since Zion, mm-hmm. I'm at, I mean, I get it. It's a couple games, and just like you know, Zion has to get accustomed to the NBA landscape. Some of the star players that were coming into their own with the Pels, they have to get accustomed to having the presence like Zion as well. Um, but with, with Brandon Ingram's fourth year in the league, you want him to kind of not take the back seat. You understand know that Zion's number one overall pick is coming in with all this hype, but. At this point in time, you're still in hell that players and um, you're trying to fight for a playoff spot. You know, they need you to step up. 
especially when you're pretty much a bottom five all-star this year. That's one of the things that's disappointing to see with the Zion effect, but I think over time, Zion will get his feet under him, and I think his teammates, um, especially Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball, they'll kind of figure out ways to play with him and pursue all of their uh, abilities to get through this game. Yeah. Um, B. Yeah. So uh, I'm a flashback to the draft lottery night. Um, I was actually working in ticket ops at the time, and um, at the end of May, they decided to let me go, so I moved on. But uh, lottery night, I stayed in the office till 1 a.m. And over the course of the next two and a half business days, uh, myself alone processed over 10,000 orders. So that's your Zion Williamson effect right there. Now, um, as far as the team present day, um, it's kind of unfortunate out to this point because the team finally found a groove and everything. And essentially, him coming back, the team had a restart to where they would have had to be at the beginning of the season because um, obviously minutes went down and uh, for other people and things of that nature. And a lot of Brandon Ingram's success, I find, came from him just being able to jump around and force the ball and uh, get a shot off and make a few. And now he doesn't have that opportunity to dribble around as much. Um, he's definitely going to have to find that X button to pass the ball a little bit, uh, better ball movement. But overall, I mean, Zion is coming in the right way. Um, the crowds are there. Um, so everybody's tuning in. I mean, they literally bumped. Um, LeBron James and Charmin Ultra Soft, I mean Anthony Davis to the B slot uh, <laughs> on Wednesday. So uh, I mean everything everything's going the way anybody with any kind of common sense will see it playing out. Um, all the hype's there, his um his explosions there on his jumps, he's not really running um full speed yet. He's not comfortable doing that, I guess. Um, I haven't seen it in pregame. I have been watching him pregame for about a month now, uh, do all the dunks. So I kind of expect that to come about um, day one. Um, but like as far as winning and losing the games are exactly how I thought that'd be at the beginning of the season before he got hurt. Very exciting, very close, and they just falling short right now because they don't know how to win, but they'll get there. Um, of course, I want to see the playoff run this year, just like everybody else, but um, it's, it's, the, it's the long game here. Um, year one, no one really... I mean, AFC, 7C, first round exit is probably the ceiling for the season. And um, that versus risking a uh, career isn't really in your favor. So he's got to take it for what it is this year and keep building. Um, definitely have to see him blend with some of the younger cats, though, because um, majority of the team can't even legally buy a beer. <laughs> so. Um, you got to figure out how they play together and everything. And contractually, uh, the guys won't be able to stay together throughout their entire career. So you got to figure out who the pieces are you're going to have stick and who, who the pieces you can use to try to buy another piece or move around, let go, things of that nature. Yeah. Um, so you guys pretty much hit, hit up all the uh, the good points. Um, Zion is bring is box office, and he's bringing in more tickets. He's bringing in more hype, and even even Trey uh, said it well that uh, he got it. He, he got the Pelicans. He got the Pelicans and Spurs on national television. 
And that's why I think the Pelicans even announced, like, I think there were two or three games. I think there were two games ahead that Zion is going to come back against the Spurs, uh, that home game. So that way they could uh, they could get the hype and they could get the, the tickets and the money in. So that was a good that was a good PR move by the Pelicans and uh, by the Pelicans front office. I just kind of was thinking about something Brandon said in terms of kind of playing the long game, especially with Zion um, and his injury. And honestly, that was one of the reservations I have with him breaking him back this season. Um, if you're going to play the long game, just let him sit out and have this rookie year looking. Uh, but I guess with him kind of getting close to the playoff spot, relatively healthy, it would be a good time to get him acclimated with the team. For a potential playoff run, speaking from a perspective of coming off an injury, the one thing you don't like to think about is getting injured again. And yeah. um, you kind of understand that, but from the medical standpoint, or the vision standpoint, they want to eliminate Zion minutes and everything like that, so he doesn't get hurt again. But you could tell from uh, his first few minutes playing against the Spurs that was his mindset. He was playing primitive, he wasn't aggressive at all. And then as he starts to get into his own, then you take him out of the game. I said, understandably so, from a medical standpoint, from the long game standpoint, so they retire and to uh, sit. But if you really want him to kind of go far, uh, you can't have that always in the back of your mind. They're always going to be in injury. And you saw that with a player like Derek Rose, always thinking of getting injured and what you think will happen. happen. So the best thing you can do for a player at times is to let them play. Um, and that's the best way to get uh, them kind of in the groove. And I think once the organization has that confidence, uh, it'll really spread towards what you see on the court. Yeah. I 100% agree. Um. Yeah, you guys definitely got on some good points. Uh, I I don't. What I don't like is to is seeing how it's affecting the other players. Cause now, like like you guys saying, Brandon Ingram, he's been playing on the All Star level, and he's he's barely getting like shots up now. He's barely getting points up now. Uh, so we have uh, that's on the coaching staff to figure out a way to like okay how how can we still have Brandon Man as our number one? How can we still have Drew Holiday as our maybe our number two? And then have, you might have Zion as our number three, or do you or do we want to go back to having Zion come off the bench at least for his rookie season, and then having Bi come at the four, like like that old lineup before they had. Uh, Zion come back, basically B.I. at the four, and then you have J, uh, J.J. Reddick come in at the two, or do you still have Zion starting? So it's going to be interesting to see how they play out the lineups. Uh, I do think the with the with the teams ahead, I do think the Pelicans could definitely get fight for a seven or eight seed. It really depends. It really depends on how uh, It really depends on Chris Paul's. Uh, if Chris Paul stay healthy, the the OKC can stay at the seventh seed. Uh, but as soon as Chris Paul gets hurt, it, it's coming. 
a Chris Paul injury, this, this shit, unfortunately, it always happens. He, he's always out for a couple of games. So, eventually, it's going to happen. They might lose some games. And, uh, and then OKC might just fall out to the, the 9 or 10. My thing is, uh, with the with the Grizzlies, I don't see the Grizzlies as, as a playoff team. I'm sorry. I think they're too young. Maybe next season they could be a playoff team. But right now, I don't really see them as a playoff team either. Uh, the Spurs is a problem. Because eventually, Pop is going to flip that switch. He's going to say, fuck all the uh, mixing up the matchups and this guy gets minutes and this guy's get minutes. And Pop knows who he could he could play with and who he's gonna play with to try and get uh to win games. Right now he's just trying to get his young guys uh some minutes and stuff like that. He's trying to give everybody minutes. But eventually Pop is gonna flip that switch and they're gonna go get the seventh seed. So if I'm the Pelicans, I'm fighting for that eighth seed. Like and every game matters to get that eighth seed. Now, uh, Lakers versus the Pelicans in the first round. Unfortunately, right now, we don't have a team to, that will beat the Lakers. We could get close. It, it could be a sixth game. I'll give us six games. But we don't have a team that could, that could beat the Lakers because we don't have a team that... Uh, we really don't have anybody that's going to stop LeBron or Anthony Davis. Well, two games in New Orleans will stop Anthony Davis because he's going to get hurt and miss at least a quarter and a half. So that's that's a proven fact. You can even look at this year. And LeBron lost to the Pelicans already. So I think I think that would be a winnable series just based, based on the um, how teams play so far this, this year. It would be a close game for sure. Oh, oh definitely be close games. And all you gotta do is have Derek, because we didn't have Derek Favors in the first game when um, Lakers came back to New Orleans and Charmin made his return. But um, you put a big guy to touch him a little bit, he's gonna fall fall in half. Like the guy will get hurt and miss a game. Mm-hmm. Like if there's a playoff series between the Pelicans and Lakers, you look at the games in New Orleans, and I guarantee you he misses over two quarters. Just sure. for injury, not even just regular subs. It, it's definitely going to be interesting to see it, uh, if, if I'm Al, Alvin Silva in the NBA in the, in the NBA's office. I'm, I'm definitely looking at the Pelicans being the number eight seed because that's going to be box office. That's going to get you ratings. That apparently that they're desperate to get ratings right now. Yeah, the ratings are down overall. It's just. But that's what happens when you sell your product for any and everything. And it's just, it's so watered down at this point. Yeah. And it, it's crazy to me because if you really think about it, a lot of these teams aren't even right now. It's it's not like we have, like a couple of years ago where it was a super team, a super team Warriors. And then whatever team LeBron is on, it's like this season, it's really like this, this is coming down to multiple teams. Like, you got a Dallas, you got a Rockets, you got a Nuggets, you got a Clippers. Well, I'm sorry. Hold on. You got a Dallas, you got a Nuggets, you got a Clippers, you got a Utah, and you got the Lakers coming out the West. 
I don't put the Rockets because the Rockets are so iffy right now, and I I can't even tell what's going on with the Rockets. They honestly need to get their shit together. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm obviously kind of on the bandwagon of that super teams and things like that. You know, uh, realistically, you only had two teams that could make it to the finals, really being the Warriors and any team that the Browns on. But honestly, the difference between this year and years past is that for the most part, teams are healthy. And that was a big thing during the Warriors' run. Those teams weren't healthy. Yeah. So, I could them a run for their money. Chris Paul got hurt. Even Portland had chances because they were out nursing. So, Spurs and Kawhi, he got hurt. So, there's been multiple times that teams could have taken advantage of the Warriors kind of wanted to. But, um, those injuries were really costing them. It's the easy way out is that super easy, but there's a lot of things that, that go into a team making especially that you guys want to talk about the Pelicans? The no, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. All right. Um, so going on to the to the all-star list. Uh, so once again, we have our captains, Team LeBron, Team Giannis. Uh, not really surprised there even I think the first list came out it was uh Giannis and then it was somebody else in the West. It wasn't LeBron at first. Um and then once the second list came out it was it it became LeBron and Giannis all over again. So I think we got we're gonna be with LeBron and Giannis as captain for a couple of more years until they make a rule saying uh LeBron can't be captain. Uh, every year. Hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to look at the stars. I got them up. You got them up? All right. Yeah. In the West, we have Sarman Ultrasol. We have Luka Doncic, James Harden, LeBron James, and Kawhi Leonard. And in the East, we have Giannis, Joel, and B. Uh, Passport, Kimba Walker, Walker, Um, the East kind of makes me laugh a little bit because I remember a few years back when the All Star game got uh, moved from Charlotte to New Orleans, and like I was watching the teams practice, and um, Stevenson, the Boston coach, was the East head coach at the time, and the only big male on the team was Giannis. And he was laughing about that and all that, but now they have three true big men in their starting lineup, so um, the things kind of swung around a little bit. 
Yeah, I think the sure. East got a better lineup, to be more honest with you. Hmm. Trey? Hold on, excuse me, y'all. Um, I had a call. But you go. Uh, I'll just go then. So, you said the East has a better lineup? I do think so. Because mm. that's that's that is a good lineup, though. Because, like, think about it. The West got Charmin Ultrasoft. Luca's yep. going to be one of the premier guys in the league for about the next 12 to 15 years. James Harden, the ball comes to a dead stop. He doesn't really play well off the ball unless he's right next to the guy playing on ball. Le- LeBron can do it all. Kawhi would be passive in this scenario on offense. Yes. But when you look at the East, Giannis be doing your everything, just like LeBron on the other side. Joel and B will hold down the post. Siakam got a good mid, mid to lower range game. Kimba can facilitate, and uh, Trey Young can shoot pretty well from, from deep. So I think they're more balanced. And there's a, um, if it was just a straight up game of 5 and 5, I would take the East. Mm, I, uh, I, I definitely would agree with you. I would I would take the East too. The East is definitely balanced where you have uh a shooter like that and Trey Young and Kevin Walker who could who could hit decent shots. You got you won't do well be like you said, he can shoot outrage and he can shoot in post. Giada showed he could shoot a sh- he could shoot his shot too. So and this is definitely a five off five. I definitely take the East because we have hearted uh playing off ball. Yeah, you, we see how that's going. Not really that great. Uh, well, uh, Kawhi is not gonna really be looking to score that much. It's just, I'm I think the sure deep, Kawhi's deep, looking to play that much. That too. Looking at the lineup, look at the and.
All right. All right. Cool. Cool. Um, that's good. And uh, let's, let's start off with uh, who you guys got are your rebated bitch. Let's, let's start with the East first. Uh, yeah, on the East, um, let's see. 
definitely, definitely think Ben Simmons is gonna fall in there. Um, Bradley Bill is having a good season. Um, I'd like to give Derrick Rose a spot to be honest. But good moments in Detroit. Uh, a lot better than I thought. Probably better than a lot of people might have thought. Um, let's see. Remember, got the West. Got Lillard. I'm having there. Mitchell Booker. Um, and then like for I think more of an honorable mention, I would say I'll have John Moran's name in there and just get him some pub. Um, but I don't think he should make a slot. And I'll kind of have Brandon Ingram in the same type of format. And the like, thing with Brandon is like, yeah, he's having a career season, but um, you can't really compare that to his previous seasons because he hasn't had a all-star season yet. So you can't say, oh, his career season's a guaranteed all-star. And because you have no all-star season to compare it to, then he's on one of the worst teams in the league, and he's ball-dominant, getting almost every look. Um outside the previous two games and that kind of plays a portion like when you're ball dominant in a team that's not winning um, it kind of hurts you as far as being an all-star caliber player yeah. um, not to say that the team's winning loss is that to everybody but your numbers are going to be good when you are as ball dominant as you are and get as many looks as you do but um that's pretty much my whole take on this one. I didn't really research the NBA uh, the All-Star game that much. But um, I'm going to have to respectfully bow out, guys. Um, I'm about to hit the road and head to New Orleans for the um, Zion. <laughs> enjoy the game, man. Enjoy, enjoy talking to y'all, man. Y'all All right, you too, bro. Bye. Alright, uh, I'm just go through my list pretty quickly. Uh, so for the East, of course, I got Jimmy Butler. Uh, could he could have could have he been a starter? Yes. Should have he should have he played a bit of the backcourt? Possibly. He's been playing more small forward, so. They guard, so that's why they have it in the front court to answer those questions. That the Heat, uh, the Heat Nation has been having all on Twitter and stuff like that. Um, Jimmy Butler's been playing more of the small fort, so of course the the league is gonna put him back in the front court. Um, did he get snubbed? No, not really. I'm saying he did get snubbed because as of lately, his points has been. Drop it off when he needs to play. Jimmy Butler gets buckets when he when he be last of days ago and he plays more defense and be more of the playmaker. Uh, we see Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler still be the playmaker, still lock down his his man, and they still somehow get a win or it's a very close game. So, I mean, hey, Jimmy Butler still playing at the All Star level. But he's playing. He should definitely be a reserve. Uh, Bam Adebayo. He's playing like a, he's playing at an All Star level. He's playing great for only being a what six ten, possibly six eleven starter. He's playing great. He showed that uh, 
it, he's the center for the, of the future for the Heat. Uh, I also have Jason Tatum. Uh, Jason Tatum has been playing play great. Boston has been playing great. Uh, and hey, Boston been playing some great, uh, great basketball. I could definitely see them uh, possibly get into the finals. Uh, I also have Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. Yeah, I got I got Jalen Brown from the Celtics. Uh, Jalen Brown, he's been uh, he's been really stepping up this year. They're great. His numbers have definitely improved. I think he's um, I think he's been due for a breakout season. This, this is definitely. Uh, his breakout season, and he, he, we always knew he had the potential of playing at this all-star level. It's just he, he needed the ball more. He needed a point guard like Kimba Walker, and uh, to be more in the system uh, and be treated more as an option. So I'm, I'm glad uh, Brown, Jalen Brown, is uh, getting his time. He's getting his shine, and. Uh, I don't know what's Boston gonna do because eventually we have to pay everybody. So good luck with that, Boston. Uh, I'm bringing the hometown kid back to Chicago. I'm going with D Rose. D Rose is somehow keeping uh, Detroit afloat, and they're I think they're close to a eight seed or ninth seed or something. I, I know they're close. They are. They are. Oh, they're number ten right now. Yeah, they're seventeen and twenty-nine, so they're number ten. So, boss, uh, Detroit is pretty close to to get that eight seed. Could they possibly get it? Probably. It really depends on how Brooklyn comes out and plays the rest of the season. Now that Kawhi, uh, not Kawhi, uh, Kyrie is back. Because you know you're not giving Kevin Durant this season at all, so. Uh, who else I have? I said Brown, D-Rose. Oh, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, of course, because Ben Simmons has been, been playing absolutely great. Because uh, Duella B has been going through uh, in and out, in and all the... And on and off the court season, dealing with his injuries, and every time uh, Ben Simmons has been stepping up, he's either stepping up and getting more guys involved, being that playmaker, uh, spreading the ball around, or he's just stepping up and actually giving you buckets. So Ben Simmons has definitely been playing great, and uh, surprisingly, uh, the Spurs—not no, Spurs—the 76ers are at that 60. Uh, could they go up? Possibly. They got to get bitched up before the trade deadline. Uh, and then who else I wanted to add? There's somebody else. I don't think I have a full lineup set. But oh well, that's, that's my East. And then for the West, I have Westbrook, Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, Damian Lillard, B.I., uh, K.P., uh, 
Yep, Christoph Porzingis. Uh, which I haven't even looked at his numbers really. I just, I just think uh, Dallas has been playing really good. Uh, I, sh- I probably should look at his numbers, but I feel, I feel like uh, KP is uh, providing, trying to provide him some good buckets. Uh, who else? Uh, the Joker, the center from uh, the Nuggets. And it, it's kind of like individually, this this player has been playing good, but as a team, this team sucks right now. Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, I think he might just. So, it's, uh, it's definitely the who, whoever ends out this All Star uh, definitely gonna it's definitely gonna be interesting. Um, all right, and uh, let's get into our last topic. Hey, really got country music loud as fuck. Uh, so for the last the last day. It's uh, the Super Bowl matchup, Kansas City Chiefs versus the San Francisco 49ers. And uh, shout out to the 49ers. We both have a really close, uh, we both have a brother, a Pike brother, Carl. I know he's a diehard 49ers fan. He's been quiet these last couple of years. He's been real quiet about his 49ers, but now he has every reason why to scream and shout. And I've been seeing that on social media, so it's going to be interesting. Yeah, man. I, when I looked at it, I Right now, 
as bad as the Kansas City defense is, I don't think they're giving up 200 plus yards rushing, and I don't think they're giving Jimmy G to throw for 37 yards and then they shoot the ball way too long on the top of the game. So, when it comes down to quarterback play, I just trust I think Shanahan is going to be pressing a little bit more because of uh, that 28 to 3 in the back of his mind. I think he's going to press. And it's the coaches that press. Uh, they kind of get the raw end of the I think Thirty-eight twenty-seven, Kansas City Chiefs. Oh wow! Um, uh, you did de- definitely bring up some good points. This is definitely a very good offense versus uh versus the offense that um it really depends on how Jimmy G comes out because uh, I don't see that running back just running up a storm against that uh, that uh that Chiefs defense, but. The Chiefs defense did uh, allow 42 yards. Uh, 42 yards allowed this season. Uh, not 42. Four, 402 two yards this season. And they also allowed uh, 27.5 points. Whereas the uh, the 49ers offense, they they had 30 points per game. And they they allow 15 points per game, so it's definitely gonna be uh, if Patrick Mahomes get in that groove against that defense, he shredded that defense all night, and it's gonna be uh, what was that Super Bowl a couple of it was a couple of years ago. It it was just a no, actually it was it was last season or the season before. It was basically the it's gonna be the Patriots versus the Rams all over again, where the Patriots was just. Up and down the field, destroying that defense all night, and you you can't see the Rams do anything against Tom Brady. I see a possibility of that happening uh, against this 49ers defense, but uh, uh, the 49ers definitely do have some weapons. They got some receivers. Uh, like you said, it really is going to come down to the tight end. Position because we have the two best tight ends in the NFL going up against each other. Uh, so it's definitely going to be interesting. I think it's definitely going to be a good game. And I'm basically going with whoever has the ball last is winning the game. Uh, I'm going 40. Yeah, I'm going 49ers. Uh, 30, 32, 29. Out of the score that is, like this isn't a, this isn't a, uh, a parlay card, man. 
Say man, they go, it's gonna be close, man. It's it's gonna come down to uh, who who gets the ball last and who kicks the field goal. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, what's the odds of someone scoring twenty? You said like twenty eight to thirty. What's the odds of somebody scoring twenty nine? It's it's not that hard. I mean, you just kick some field goals, you know. Eventually, you uh you only get to I see you could you could get to twenty nine. No, you probably right. 28, 27, something like that. I don't know. Uh, you got the Chiefs. I got the 49ers. It's definitely going to be interesting. All right, and we, are, and we already know Carl is going with the uh, 49ers all the way. Yeah, for sure, man. But, uh, yeah, man, like I said, it's just hard. It was hard to consider against my own boy, man. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. It's hard, but uh, I'm going. I'm going with that defense. You know, you know that old saying: defense wins championships. So, cool. it's definitely gonna be interesting. Uh, but. I think we can end it off right there. Uh, thank you, Trey, for joining the episode. Uh, thank, thank you for joining, my man. Yep. Hey. Nah, no problem, man. And every whenever you wanna uh, join the podcast, join the podcast world, I definitely give you a shout out, and I definitely be listening to every episode, man. I always need a, a podcast to listen to, so that's that's gonna be a very, ladies and gents, like if if you. You really want to know about sports or anything like that? You you gotta go to Trey. Like he knows everything. Like it's a crazy amount. So I I hope you do uh, pursue that. Get getting that nice little hobby. It's it's really good, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, man. Keep practicing and drilling. Check out Great Nation. Stay alive. Alright, bro. Alright, I got you, man. Definitely gonna stay alive out here. <laughs> Alright. And uh this this is gonna be us signing out. Thank you again once uh Trey. And thank you to Brandon for joining us. Welcome, bro. Peace. Peace.